Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Consistency in the reactions. Consistency in being able to say, this is what we expect. This is what we're going to do. Not consistency in meeting her every need. Welcome to season six of Fluster Clucks with Lynn Lyons, where we talk about a family's anxiety and all the big feelings too. We tackle the serious stuff without being too serious. And I'm your co-host, Robin. I'm Lynn's sister-in-law, and I'm here to ask your questions. And I'm Lynn Lyons. I'm an anxiety expert, speaker, mom, and author. And I've been a therapist for over 30 years. Parenting can be a Fluster Clucks, and I'm here to help you find your way. I'll give you concrete steps to take and the words to say. So Robin, we've got another bonus episode here, and this is a listener question that really is such a common issue for parents, and it's about walking on eggshells. Let me preface this by saying on social media, there's this thing going around called eggshell parenting. And what that is referring to is, were you raised by somebody whose emotionally erratic behavior was difficult for you? This is not what we're talking about today, although that's a really good topic also. What we're talking about and what this listener question is talking about is the parent is walking on eggshells around the child because the child has big emotional reactions. I'll read the listener question right now that prompted this episode. Okay. I've listened to your podcast with close attention to the Seven Anxiety Buster series. I think I understand the idea of getting out of the content, but my nine-year-old has had a challenging temperament since she was about two. She has major screaming, stomping, and meltdowns lasting 30 to 40 minutes. We have definitely spent years doing the disorder. We've had a standing weekly breakfast menu for years. That way she would know what to expect each morning for breakfast and we could avoid a morning tantrum. We've had her choose her clothes for each day of the week, again, minimizing the struggle to find comfortable clothes in the morning to minimize, you guessed it, a tantrum. We string lights in her room, use a sound machine, and sometimes play calming music or meditation to help her get to sleep because she's scared of being in her room alone. And we want to avoid the predictable tantrum that happens when we tell her we're not going to lie down with her tonight. She's refused to participate in classes she enjoys because she has missed what she felt was a critical class or two, and she screams at us if she doesn't get her way. And when I try to talk to her about her worry and naming it and practicing working with it, forget about it. Needless to say, I'm at a loss. I am way over my head, and after six years of this, I am exhausted. I know I have anxiety, and I'm sure I telegraph my fears to my kids daily, and I'm working on it. Please help. Okay, so I bet a lot of people can relate to this. There are a few things that jump out at me with this, and one is that we don't have to go at this from an all-or-nothing perspective. There's definitely rigidity here, and she's had a difficult temperament. I don't know if she's been assessed for other things, if there's any other things going on. But we don't have to go at this in this all or nothing sort of like we're going to stop this behavior, boom, because it's been going on for a long time and it's what she knows and it's what you know. When you're thinking about this, the key word 
is consistency. And the second key word, well, it's more a key phrase, the ability to tolerate her big emotions and to support her through getting to the other side. It sounds like, if I'm hearing this correctly, is that right now the goal is to avoid a tantrum because it lasts for a long time, because it doesn't really change things, because it disrupts the whole family, and as mom, you said, you're exhausted. What you want to think about is how can you begin to consistently, with love and support, be able to tolerate her big reactions without you feeling as if it's your job to stop them, fix them, prevent them, and avoid them. When you have mentioned consistency, this mom and many other moms might say, well, I am being consistent. We have the menu. We have all of these things predictable. Differentiate for them where the consistency should be and where the consistency shouldn't be. That is a fabulous point. That's why Robin is here. Yeah. So if I say you need to be consistent, you're right. The mom would be like, we are consistent. We give her exactly 4.5 ounces of orange juice. Like I'm so consistent. So consistency in the reactions, consistency in being able to say, this is what we expect. This is what we're going to do. Not consistency in meeting her every need. I will just tell you, my younger son, when he was little, would have these temper tantrums because he was two He lacked emotional management skills. And we used to call him the London air raid siren because he would go like that. And I would say to him, I understand right now that you're really upset. I get it. I am not going to say yes to the thing you want. So I will stand here and wait until generally until you're ready or whatever. But I would hold the line. But I would say to him, no matter how much you scream, no matter how much you yell, no matter how much you throw yourself on the floor, I am going to stand here and I am not going to give you the blank. So you start that when they're two, and that's a very common thing for toddlers to be engaged in, right? I mean, this is how they're figuring out the world. This child, mom said there's a difficult temperament, but it is not too late to start to very clearly and consistently lay out to her that this is what we're going to do and this is what we're not going to do. This is where I can compromise and this is where I can't compromise. We don't meet rigidity with more rigidity. But to say to her, I know you're going to be upset. I love you. I understand. But I am not going to do the thing that you want me to do. I will help you manage these big feelings. So I will sit with you or you can go in your room or you can hang out with me and I will help you with these big feelings. The goal is what you're trying to do is show her through your relationship and behaviorally, that when she goes up to that place and she has a temper tantrum, that you can hang out there with her until she begins to bring herself down. Now, I don't know if this mom with her nine-year-old daughter has ever seen her daughter do that. Because one of the things that happens sometimes is parents will say, well, she's not capable of doing that, or I've never seen her be able to do that. So mom, you might want to think, are there situations or are there circumstances in which your daughter has shown you that she does have that ability or that she's working on developing that ability? So an example might be, say that you say no about something or she's upset, something's not going her way, and she is having a full-on screaming, yelling temper tantrum, and then a friend walks in 
or it's time to do another activity and she is able to pull herself together. That is evidence to you that she is capable of working on this skill, not that she has it, but that she's capable of working on this skill, that she's capable of doing this. If you can begin to let her ride it out a little bit, this is not abandonment, it's not rejection, it's not stiff arming her, it's not sending her away, it's not punishing her. It's about very consistently saying, this is what we can do or not do, and I will tolerate you being upset. I will be here and we are going to work on you being able to get yourself back to where you need to be. If this is about primarily anxiety, and I don't know if there are other sensory issues or things that are going on, but even so, if this is primarily about anxiety, this is about her not being able to tolerate in a flexible way things not going the way that she expects. And that's what you really want to allow her to do. We want her to see, we want her to experience that she can actually handle when things don't go the way she wants them to go. Because right now she thinks I can't handle it and the only way that I can get myself together is if the people around me then do what I need to do. So you are giving her the message that she needs the people around her to be as rigid as she is and we don't want to give her that message. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. If you are a mom who's trying to keep your calendar organized, keep your family's appointments where they need to be, then I'll tell you, the Skylight Calendar is a product that you ought to check out. You know how it is. Running a household can be pure chaos and it can be so stressful. This is why you need to check out the Skylight Calendar. It is going to make your life easier, mom. It really is. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar and organizer for all your chores, groceries, to-do lists and a great way to manage appointments to make sure they never overlap and they're never missed. It helps keep busy households on track so families can get time back for moments that really matter. The Skylight Calendar is so easy to use and to set up. It's not going to frustrate you. You're going to be able to get it going within minutes. It syncs events from other family calendars, including Google, Apple, Outlook, you can add events directly using the touchscreen or with the free Skylight mobile app. Updates to linked calendars will automatically appear on the Skylight calendar at home. So no more worrying that you guys are going to forget something. No more cluttered paper calendars. It shows all family events together in one spot. The events are color-coded so you can easily see what everyone has going on each week. When the calendar's not in use, you can turn it into a digital picture frame. It's 100% satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love the Skylight calendar, you'll receive a full refund. They offer a 120-day money-back guarantee and free returns. You can't beat it. I think the feature that I love most is the collaborative way we can all add to the grocery list. And then when I'm ready to place an online order, whether I'm at home or my office, I have that list and there's no more items that we forget. So as a special time-limited offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash flusterclucks. 
Mother's Day is coming right up, so order today to get 15% off your purchase at skylightcal.com slash flusterclucks. Okay, we're back. So Lynn, when you talk about the parents needing consistency, this is what I sort of realized as you were saying this. Ultimately, this nine-year-old daughter with more social emotional education and practice recognizes that her anxiety part, her rigid part, her volatile part is showing up. And the mom is modeling the reaction that ultimately in time, the daughter is capable of doing. Correct. Like that's the way to think of it. And that's why when you talk about externalizing and breaking it up into parts, it can be so helpful for kids to understand this is the part of them showing up. And I'm going to show you how I'm reacting to that part of you so that you can see what that can look like. And this is something you can learn to do with practice. Right. Because this is emotional management. And so if when a child is very reactive and a child is having these big temper tantrums, if the parents respond in a way that sends a message, usually not on purpose and not explicitly, but is sending a message that says, I can't handle these big emotions either. So my child is having these big emotions and we need to get rid of them. We need to do something to get rid of them. The parent is saying, this is too much for me. Now, the child is probably already feeling this is too much for them. It doesn't feel good to be so emotionally out of control. And so if the parent is saying, none of us in this family can handle these big emotions, we have to do things to make sure she doesn't have these emotions, then the message to the child is these aren't manageable emotions. These aren't able to be tolerated. I'm not able to work through this. And that's not the message that we want to give kids. So coming yeah. full circle, the walking on eggshells pattern that parents can get caught into really easily. It's so easy to see how this happens. They're very exhausted, overextended, and you just want the drama to stop. You just want quiet. You just want peace. And instead, you're saying, don't be afraid to let the drama show up. And then we're going to all practice tolerating the drama so that then our child learns to tolerate the drama voice that shows up. Knowing that this mom said she's so exhausted and that she's really tried, she's also recognized that she's been doing the disorder for a long time. I bet she would love a pep talk from you right now, as would many others who resonate with this. Yep. So the first thing is, don't feel like you need to keep talking about this in the context of worry. If that doesn't resonate with your daughter, you can call it anything you want. You can call it volcano. You can call it Tina tantrum. You can call it whatever you want. If when you talk about it in terms of worry and anxiety, if your daughter says, no, don't worry about that. You want to talk to her about the part of her that gets big and loud and out of control, whatever language works for her that she recognizes. So that's the first thing. It's okay if you don't use the worry language. The other thing, too, is that you want to talk to your daughter about this ahead of time. You want to let her know that we've been going down this highway and we're going to be taking an exit off this highway and we're going to be taking an alternative route. You don't just want to spring it on her in the middle. This is the front loading I talk about. You want to lay it out and you want to say to her, look, we've got this pattern going on that you have these big emotions and we've really worked to try and make sure you don't have tantrums. And I think it's kind of backfiring. 
And so what I really want to teach you now is how to feel these big emotions and then get through them and how to manage things more flexibly. This would be a really, really great family to do that exercise of what was the unexpected thing that happened to you today and how did you manage it? I would also have you do the wall of flexibility when she handles something that doesn't go her way, when she doesn't get what she wants and she manages it, I would love that to be acknowledged as a really important value so that she can hear that and see that from you. This is going to take time. There's also something called an extinction burst, which I tend to call an extinction explosion, which means that when you change your pattern, mom, she is not going to go quietly into that good night with her sound machine on. She is going to get pissed. How dare you change the rules? Remember, you have trained her that these are the rules, and now we're going to change the rules. She needs warning. She needs support. She needs consistency. And you need to tolerate these big emotions. Don't do it all at once. Pick a few things that you want to pull back on. The reason parents accommodate is because it works in the short term. So you don't have to beat yourself up. You got new information. You're learning new things. Nine is a great age for you to begin to talk to her about these concepts. I remember your little volcano. Mm -hmm. My little air raid siren. (laughs) Yes. He was adorable then. And he's still adorable. (laughs) Yes. And he doesn't, he's not an air raid siren anymore. No, he's not. He's like the steadiest guy. Yeah. Yeah. No matter what temperament they kind of come into it with practice and work, a lot of people can shift. Remember, if you have a toddler, this is what they do because they don't have emotional management skills. They don't come that way. They're supposed to yell to get your attention when they're babies. And then as they mature, then we teach them alternatives. So hang in there, mom. Hang in there. Thanks for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find this information. And if you'd like to dig deeper on any of these topics, we have specialized playlists on our Spotify profile and the link is in the show notes. Topics like teens, depression, and OCD. Bye, Lynn. Bye, Robin. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it but I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.